0: Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3.
1: Join the conversation. All right. Good morning. It is exactly 14 minutes after 11 a.m., What a day to be here. It is an amazing Friday, a fantastic one. It is officially the weekend, and the list goes on. Welcome to Friday's Midday Show, your favorite time to listen to your favorite station. Lagos Talks 91.3. My name is Paula Chai. Now, like we do on Fridays, we're going to be kicking off with the people's perspective, right? So we're going to be talking and having a good look, dissecting different topics and the major headlines that we did see in the dailies for the week. And of course, we're going to be doing that through the eyes of the people. And I'm not alone. As a matter of fact, my co-host is a detailed seasoned Wonderful, and the list goes on. He is a well-acclaimed, superb analyst, Mr. Nurdin Benro. Good morning, Mr. Nurdin.
0: And uh, good to be here, and to our listeners. Good morning.
1: All right. Good morning. Now speaking about what's going on, um, Mr. Nurdin, uh, I know that you heard about the tariff, the hiking electricity tariff, which is said to take effect as from July the 1st, which is, you know, less than two weeks away from today. Now, I want to talk about that because um we've seen that um, right now there are different angles to the story. So we saw the removal of subsidy, fuel subsidy, when the new president, Balatinibu, uh came into office. And then, you know, people were are still trying to come to terms with it. And now, we're hearing that. As a matter of fact, every month in Nigeria, Nigeria still has an electricity subsidy, energy subsidy, which the federal government is set to pay at least 50 billion naira every month. And that has to go. We know, if anything, this administration inherited a dead economy from, or rather a, a very poor economy. debt is too strong, I, I beg your pardon. So they inherited a very poor economy from the previous um administration and now i i also came across a headline that said that the first loan that was approved or rather was successful was the 750 million dollar loan which was granted to nigeria from the world bank so i want us to just quickly talk on that and then we can also talk about you know different bodies, you know not the nigerian labor congress the trade union congress and other civil society organizations who are you know not happy with this hike in tariff but mr Nuruddin going by that loan that is said to be 750 million dollars to help revive our power sector what are what do you think about you know the removal of this subsidy and the hike as from july the first in electricity tariff
0: Um, well, uh, I will, uh, you see Nigerian power sector, I will ascribe it to be an Abiku. Oh. (laughs) Yes, Abiku is a, um, Abiku is a Yoruba word synonymous to a child that's always died immediately. He or she was born either at the infant or at the teenage uh, period it will surely die. Mm.
1: Continuously.
0: That's why they call it Abiku. When you give birth, it's going to die.
1: So okay. the same
0: way is the issue of power sector in Nigeria. The secrecy inside it is more than the one that is between the devil and the evil doers. <laughs> wow. Because it's so, it's so secretive that you will see the businessmen around the power sector jubilating on one side. And you see other Nigerians Lamenting in the other sector. If you know the number of uh, the amount of money that has been sunk into the power sector from the administ- from the eight years administration of Chief uh, Olusegun uh, Aremu, Matthew Kikiolao Basanjo, to the 8 years, joint eight years of Good uh, Jonathan and the one of Musa uh, Yaradua put together, and you have to join the eight years of uh, former president immediate past president Muhammad Bouhari, that is eight times three that oh. is 24 years if you know the amount of billions of dollars that have been sunk into this at the end of the day do you know that they don't generate beyond five thousand megawatts now it's... and do you know that okay do you know that in this year alone if you know how many times that the power sector has collapsed is more than even somebody that have pilot, that have used local hubs to solve the problem of that path, will not defecate as that number of time that our power sector has collapsed so irrespective of the billions of dollars millions of dollars either the one through the loan either the one through the revenue that's been sunk nothing is going to come out of it and let me tell you let us be frank with ourselves those people that are invested now in in, in in power sector they okay. are businessmen and there are some rules that have been put together before on ground. They call it multi-year tariff order.
1: Hmm.
0: It was put together by NERC. Yeah, NERC
1: the Nigerian the regulator. Electricity Regulatory so, Commission.
0: Yes, is the regulator. They put it together and it was signed. They call it multi-year tariff order that allow them to be able to be tweaking with their price 6-6 six, six months and that is what those uh, businessmen are always after, that's why you see that they are talking about July 1st it's every 6-6 six, six months, that is what they want to be doing, to be reviewing it but there are some things that they are supposed to put in consideration according to the uh, MYTO they put together, the one I call multi-year tariff order. There are some things Mm. they need to put into consideration. They have to look at the issue of uh, inflation rates. They have to look at the issue of foreign exchange rates. They have to look at the available power generation capacity. They have to look at the gas price. They have to look at the capital expenditure adjustment. They have to look at the uh, economic situation by capital income and ability to pay. And their own services before they could do that but they only pick the one of inflation because they know that our inflation has, uh, has already jumped up so they pick that one and uh, they pick the issue of uh, foreign exchange the way our naira is crawling and following dollars and cannot even cash up with it so those ones are the one and then they did talk about the gas price that have crashed down a little bit they did not even use that one as a yardstick to okay let's how we can even, but the way they are going with the 40% uh, increment they want to put to it, I'm telling you, a lot of Nigerians are going to suffer for it. And another thing again is this, for some of us that have understand the kind of leadership of the current president of Nigeria, President Bolhame Chenovo, and this one is a statement of facts, he's a kind of person that have an economic blueprint that he normally use During the old administration, there's going to be more taxation whether we like it or not. There lot of things that is because the, the, the government is looking for money and his own administration, his style of administration is always been on tasks. That was the reason why from 1999 to 2007, go and check. That mm-hmm. is where you have a lot of agencies in Lagos. Basically, it was tailored to bring in something for the government. And with the way he has started, I'm telling you, there's still a lot of agencies that will come up and a lot of way to make sure money comes back to the government. Like All the issue right. of the subsidy now, more money, nothing less than over 25 billion is going to be coming to, 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 to the government of Nigeria through that. But how much is going to be used to, to do soccer and palliative to Nigerians is another thing that we need to, to know. Do you know that 7.5%? Now, it's already on diesel, as we speak. They are going to be raking in yeah, more money. Yeah, from 5% and and to And not be surprised 5. if the toll gates that have died is going to be resuscitated under this administration, even on Federal Road, as we speak, we are going to see.
1: Wow. Okay, now I'm um, speaking about what's happening um, at the federal level. Now, we know that there are certain civil society organizations that you know, they've come forward. We saw them speak up as regards the removal of uh, fuel subsidy. Right now, the Nigeria Labor Congress and the Trade Union Congress are speaking out and they're rejecting this planned 40% hike in electricity tariff. Now, we know that at different points in time, they have been vocal. They were very vocal during the Uh, stand-up between the federal government and ASU, and so many other phases which, you know, were unpleasant during the last administration. But I want to ask you, Mr. Nerdy, one thing I know, I always notice how very involved they are. Like, going by this statement, they're calling this proposed hike, very insensitive and callous and you know it's it states that the federal government is indifferent to the well-being of its citizens especially the poor masses so i want to ask you i've seen at different points in time uh hello all right so at different points in time they have called on the federal government to answer to what they want or you know they were going to stage a protest a peaceful protest but in the end, you know, I've seen the NLC times and times before come forward and say, you know what, if you don't give in to our demands, if you do not increase um, the the minimum wage and all of that, we're going to strike, we're going to stage a strike. But it doesn't really pose to make a difference. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just what I feel. So... Going by what they're kicking against, this increase in tariff, electricity tariff, do you think that their rejection and their displeasure would make a difference? Do you think between now and the 1st of July, this could probably bring, uh, would I say, a re-examination of that proposed hike? Uh,
0: Well, one thing there is this. We have seen in Nigeria, do you know that between January and this june secretly those people in charge of this electricity they've Mm -hmm. secretly hiked their price
1: oh really they've done
0: that almost three times yes secretly you know some of us we are so meticulous that we every month we we compare and we review And we know what is being given at every month, what is being charged, Hmm. either as prepaid customer or postpaid customer. Okay. So, automatically, they've been doing that secretly, which is even against the rules they've set for them. That one is one. Then, the second one is this NLC, can Nigerians, I've said this several, several times, NLC is not speaking for Nigerians. He hmm. is only speaking for its members. Only the workers as affiliated to them. Although National Union of Electricity employees have also said that any move by discourse on NERC to hike tariffs will be resisted by the electricity worker. But we know that in this particular um, country that we have, we have seen it severally, we are Workers going on strike doesn't stop what the agent of government or government itself wants to do. In the issue of subsidy, we know how NLC and TUC has been handicapped. Who said that they won't be handicapped again on this issue of electricity? Then another thing again is that it is clearly and obviously shown that if this hike occurs, many Nigerians are going to pay more for electricity,
1: Mm.
0: are going to pay more. And it's going to hurt what subsidy has done in the life of Nigerians. And don't forget, July, they want to, they want to, July 1st that they are proposing, they are going to start the 40% uh, increment. Do you know that that period is a period that every parent will be preparing to see how he's going to pay the school fees all the next time. Of course. This is a period where children are going to, after that, they are going to be on holiday. Mm. This is a period that every parent has to struggle to make sure they put some more food at home because the children are going to be on holiday. By the end of that, uh, July, listen to August. So, at that particular critical time, this is a high time that we want to know which kind of government we have that is going to uphold to the constitution of Nigeria on the issue of welfareism.
1: Okay. Nigerians
0: are still waiting for what to cushion the effect. But this particular act is going to put more sufferings on Nigeria. What it means is that a lot of households are going to be on blackout because they won't be able to pay, especially the, the prepaid uh, customers. But postpaid customers, their own, they are going to have a of it. And there's going to be a lot of fights, especially in some certain areas. <laughs> we are postpaid uh, customers, are the ones that are waving ways. So, it is another set of burden upon the uh, inflation rates, upon the food inflation rate, price inflation rate, upon the subsidy, upon the 7.5 uh, uh, percent VAT on the diesel, and everything. And don't forget, all the marketers, all the traders, Yalata, selling paper, selling whatever, they are waiting for you. Put it, and they will have their own.
1: Wow. Thank you for that, Mr. Nerdin. Before we forget, let's join our uh, let's let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. Now, if you're listening and you have a thing or two to say as regards this topic, remember it is your home of conversations. Please join in on the conversation now, you can do that by sending us a tweet on Twitter. We are there. You can send a tweet to at Lagos Talks nine one three, using the hashtag the people's perspective. Now, if you want to call directly and have a chat with Mister Nurdin and I, here are the numbers. You can do that on 08092345913. four five nine one three. There is a women only line for the ladies. It is zero eight zero nine. 1913913 and other numbers as well zero eight zero nine two 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 zero nine one three zero one five one five zero nine one three 0913 for WhatsApp right you can send a voice note or you can even send a message via WhatsApp. WhatsApp line 08092345913. Lagos Talks, good morning. Sorry, I didn't get that. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Join the conversation. Is it very difficult for you to uh, to Sorry. Is it a very strange thing for you?
0: Anyway, my question is this. Hello.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go on. We're listening.
0: My question to the uh, is: This, this uh, electricity tariff—they have been increasing this every time they will increase, and in every time they will increase. And I was—the last time I checked, this electricity tariff, this, uh, this, uh, this sector has been privatized, which so means that it is so through the private sector. So, what government has been uh, in increasing uh, something for a better person? Why are they creating the tariff for something that is supposedly uh, private? What is the interest in that? I want to know.
1: Please. Thank you. All right. Thank you for that as well. Mr. Nurudin, what do you have to say about
0: that? Uh, One thing there is this. uh, You know, everything that uh, is not all aspects of electricity that uh, has been privatized. Yes. Because there are three levels. There is power generation. There is power distribution. So it has, there is Gencos, there is Discos that will distribute, that is the one that will generate. Right. The, first, the end of it still belongs to uh, um, Nigeria. So there's still right. some parts out part of the three parts that is still within the confine of the, of federal, the federal government. And that is, but what's the new bill okay. that uh, President Tinumbu have just signed is that making it that there are going to be more people that can also distribute, that can even generate, even the state can okay. also generate now. Right. But the problem there is that. How many states is even having more money to even generate? of this All right, Mr. Nurdin,
1: I'm sorry. You know, we still have so many topics to talk about, and we have messages on WhatsApp. So let me quickly go through those messages, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Someone here says good morning to the beautiful soul on the mic. Sorry, I don't know your name. My name is Paula, and I'm here with... Mr. Nurudin. So he says uh, concerning electricity tariff hike, there is nothing the masses can do to stop the exploitation and extortion of these unknown owners of electricity companies. The sale and ownership of the electricity companies was shady from the beginning. The truth is those who sold the organization are the owners, meaning the seller is the buyer. The owner of these companies will milk the masses, not until we have a visionary leader that empathizes with the masses. How can the federal government um, how can federal governments subsidize electricity companies and claim that it is owned by private owners? It doesn't make sense. We're trapped, and that is from Ad Bega at DDG. Someone here says Increased power tariff will cost more hardship to Nigerians. We are still battling with food increase and now power again. May Almighty God see us through in this turbulent time. Mulushaga Ajayi from Odonla And architect Olalekon here says As at January 2022, we heard a cost reflective and not service reflective tariff. 1000 naira used to give at least. Uh, at six kilowatts per hour, I think I don't know, kWh. By June 2022, one thousand gives 24 kWh. Now one thousand gives only 14.7. Meanwhile, the tariff has been increased over 100% within the last 18 months. Yet they want to review upward again. We shall survive. That is architect Olale Olale-Kon from the mainland. So um, I know that I did see that um. It was going, the price was going to go from 67, uh, 67 Naira per kilowatt to 88 Naira. So let's see how that plays. Now, let's speak about uh, the president. We know that he is still, you know, um, doing the right things. He seems to have hit the ground running in his words. And, you know, there has been appointments and dismissals. Before we talk about that, I want to talk about um, his recent travel. We know that yesterday he was to, uh, he was in Paris, as from Monday Tuesday to attend uh, that there was this economic the summit, the Paris summit, and you know a lot of people were happy. We saw when the president of France Emmanuel Macron, Emmanuel Macron he welcomed him open arms with his wife, the First Lady. Now. Um, There's something that people are talking about, and um, it is the absence of President Tinobu from the stage. Now, a lot of people are wondering why he was absent, and it remains unclear, as, you know, um, we already knew that he was in France to attend the summit and to discuss Africa's economic uh, future. Now, this summit, which is said to be a two-day event, was taking place at uh, France, somewhere in France in Paris, known as Ballet Bruniart. However, um, he was expected to join the debate at 6 p.m. Uh, French time, but his team indicated that he was ready for the appearance. But in his stead, the Nigerian ambassador, Adamo Ahmed, went on to appear. Uh, you know, and then there were other notable. Um, Figures such as David Craig, who is the co chair of the Task Force on Nature-related financial disclosures. We had so many people, you know, notable figures from around the world, but our president was not there. And if anything, you know one or two reactions state that this was what we saw during his campaign we saw that when he appeared at Chatham House he delegated the answering of questions to certain persons that accompanied him so i want to know your take is this is this going to be the norm because if anything we did see the past present Mohamed Buhari attend these summits and answer the questions. We may not have been happy with the answers, but he did make the appearance. But just seeing that um that the appearance was delegated to someone else by the president, this current president, I want to know, what is your take on it? Uh,
0: well, uh, it's, it's two weeks. Okay. Number one is about what the president of Nigeria, President Bola Tinubu, think okay. and what. Nigeria, what Nigerians think about it? number one. is a two-day event. Mm-hmm. And the major part of the event where you have to talk about the issue of uh, poverty and the climate change and what the country is doing as regards that. And it's, it's, it's an avenue for the president to sell his uh, policies as regards the issue of poverty, the issue of uh, um, climate change, and sell it to the world. Because there are a lot of people that can tap, and there could be collaboration towards that. But it's just unfortunate that our president has to uh, have the Nigerian ambassador uh, to that particular country, Adam uh, Mohammed, to be on stage. And it's it's because, according to the spokesperson uh, of the Mr. President about 24 hours ago, that the president is prepared. To be at that particular uh, summit and particularly this particular panel to be able to sell what Nigeria has as the issue of uh, climate change. But it's so unfortunate. And uh, people will now be making some certain calculations. The calculations that some Nigerians are going to be making is this one Doctors of President uh, Bola Hame Tinumbu. Is in France. You remember that after winning the election, he travelled to France
1: yes, for medical checkup yes, and whatever. Yes. So,
0: are they going to that he went to France only to see his doctors, not to go to that summit? One, then two. Another insinuation that they coming from the Nigeria from the Nigerians is that is it going to be a president that is not going to be facing issue and representing the country than delegating what he's supposed to do to those. Total is eight. Three, they will now make mention to what happened in Shatterhams. Where he was being asked some certain questions as regards the economy, as regards the uh, rule of law, as regards uh, uh, all that program that he has. He has to delegate it to all those delegates that follow him here and picking them. You remember that I talk about him to answer some. He, answer, he calls some certain people daily, uh, while he to answer the one of economy, and that is how he, he, he shared it with them. Uh, they are now insinuating that is it going to be the president that will not be able to face the country? and represent the country outside? Or is he not the one that cannot walk to the podium alone without nobody being helped and being asked questions and being raising some certain issues as regards to the country? These are the insinuations that Bola Hamet has created for some certain Nigerians to be thinking. In fact, some people will be thinking that maybe it's not fit enough to be able to withstand in standing at a summit for about 30 minutes asking the questions, and interacting freely with the other people. These are the insinuations that Bola Ahmed Tinubu has just created for him nominated Adamu Mohammed, Nigerian ambassador, to go and represent him at that important stage that he can sell Nigerians' programs and his own programs to the world.
1: All right. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Nurudin. Um... To our listeners, if you want to join quickly, you can do so by sending us a tweet at LagosTalks913 using the hashtag The People's Perspective. And if you want to call in directly, you can do that on either of these lines, 0809-2345913. If you're a lady, the women only line is 809 191-3913 and other numbers as well 0809-222-0913 you can join us via whatsapp as well send a voice note or a message to 809 uh, 234 someone here says good morning Mr. Nerudin and beautiful Paula. Oh thank you. My name is Tare. My take on the power oh on the power holding company of Nigeria uh have increased the billing since and they have done done it already. They bubble us with first July date. I wait to see the OJ led NLC president because this is another opportunity to test the water with strike at least three days or I will confirm whether the NLC is, a, is just making noise and it's here rubber stamp. All right, someone here says, good morning, Paula Chi. Okay, I'm Mr. at Adigbenro. Thanks for the great job, sir. As regards increase in power sector, Mr. Nuridin, it's right, um, it's right. do you believe that I am on postpaid account? I received 89000 monthly for electricity bill from the Eka Electric Disco, they're killing us with estimated bill. So what is the basis of increasing in tariff again? We won't allow this government to take us for granted. The suffering is too much. Even the pain on subsidy removal is still there. What kind of renewed hope is this? I'm Michael from Ah, uh, Someone here says... Um, People's perspective, Paula, why are you surprised that the president didn't appear? He did it at the Chatham House. President Bola Ahmed Tinubu in Paris, for me, is just a normal presidential routine trip. His predecessors made a lot of trips abroad, the outcome being zero. In our elementary classes, we're, t- we're taught indexes that attract foreign investors and investment, as simple as it is. Do we have these things in order? to attract foreign investors no again are we willing to put these indexes in order our local investors are struggling and closing down their businesses the economy is biting hard the infrastructures are not there and there's no fair competition except those who enjoy waivers from the federal government Um, All right. I don't know your name, but okay. Uh, Someone here says, Good morning, Mr. Nurudin and Paula. President Bala Tinubu was seen in France. He met with the French president. So, please, what's wrong with the ambassador of Nigeria to France speaking at the event? Okay. Uh,
0: Well, um, the person should note one thing. Uh, This is is an event. Anytime a president goes to another country, Okay. The hosts have to come out and host the person from the airport. That's why you can see a lot of card, a lot of parade for another president is is done. Having the meeting with the president of France is different from the event itself. Wow. Because that event is an avenue to sell our own ideas so that any countries that want to really associate and partner with us on that particular issue the reason why he went there is because of that summit not that he's on two day visit to france to meet the uh, french president no he's there basically because of these summits and this summit is basically for two things one to talk about the issue of poverty and to talk about the issue of climate change as it affects nigeria and that's why you see that uh, uh that ambassador that represented him He has a prepared speech. In a summit, you don't have a prepared speech. And those speech Mm. are so incoherent that Mm -hmm. even if, as I was hearing it, I know that this man did not even prepare for it. And you don't have a prepared speech for a summit. You talk
1: based on what you
0: have on ground. So, and that is the thing. And because there are a lot of questions that will be coming to you, and you have to be answering it, so it's not for a prepared speech. You are not going there to go and lecture. You are not going there to go and make a presentation. All right. It's different. This one is a summit. There is oh. different between a summit and a lecture.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Mister Nyerere. I like that you broke that down nicely, saying that there is indeed a difference between a summit and a lecture. It's not just a conference because he would, of course, have to field questions. Well, uh, someone here on Twitter by the name at Chisani Charles says another president by proxy, we can't just catch a break, sadly. Well, but let's not conclude over here on WhatsApp. Um, architect alalikon says the hallmark of an effective manager is getting results through delegated authority. I affirmed on that late edition on Tuesday with Kofi Bartels that we shouldn't be preemptive of the president's move, basing my con- contributions on diplomacy. There's something known as rank pulling, but now I know better, and I'm apologizing to everyone who heard my summations before. Now, uh, Kewelanski from Delta says, "What's your guest take on Asari Dokubo issue? Personally, I'm shocked that the press is even silent on this. Where security of national property is being outsourced to a thug, uh, even if our forces are weak, how is ridiculing them?" By outsourcing their responsibility to a thug, helping the force. Is everything okay with Nigeria? Even the press is keeping quiet. Olawale says, um Hi, Paula. Hi, Mr. Nuruddin. Let them bring whatever amount they like. We'll only pay what we know we're using. Imagine giving me a bill of 80,000 naira for a month. All right, that's as regards power. And Chima from Surulere says, I'm not surprised at what is happening. APC would not allow this country to sink. The president told you he will continue with the past president's legacy. That is Chima from Surrey. All right, Mr. nurdin very quickly, um, I wanna talk about something that seems to it's always gonna be in history and it will go down, I hope, hopefully, you know, in favor of the present uh president of Nigeria, the incumbent president, I beg your pardon, Bola but Now we know that when he came into office he approved the bill which is for the nigerian which is known as the nigerian student loan now uh we know that this is a particular bill that would help every nigerian student seeking admission to an institution of higher learning provided they meet certain criteria and this bill is said to have no discrimination based on gender religion tribe position or disability of any kind now, in particular, this bill first came into play when uh, the present chief of staff for the, of the presidency, um, Honourable, if I'm allowed to call him that, or Femik Baja Biamila, he brought it into play in 2016. He sponsored the bill, which would see that every Nigerian citizen who seeks to gain a tertiary uh, education will not be stopped due to lack of funds. So... It is known as the Student Loan Bill. However, one thing that was certain about the President, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, brought it into play. Now, the bill, its name technically is the Access to Higher Education Act of 2023, and it's to help Nigerians fund their higher education. Um, We're also seeing that there are certain requirements, and someone who spoke out, um, this is the president of the Academic Staff Union of Universities, Professor Emmanuel Osodeke. Now, very quickly, let me give you a lowdown of the criteria. And uh, you would understand why he's, he's not very happy about this particular um, bill, the, the, the student loan. Now, the criteria includes, first, you must have secured admission into a federal or state university, a polytechnic, a college of education, or a vocational school. Secondly your income or your family's income must be less than half a million naira per year or 42,000 naira per month which is currently about $88. Now another thing you have to provide to guarantors and I feel like this is where it gets very complex. Now based on your guarantors the required guarantors you're meant to bring first a civil servant of at least level 12 you know so Uh, secondly, you're meant to bring a lawyer with at least 10 years of post-call experience and you need a judicial officer and a justice of peace. Now I know that this is as regards security so that the repayment is not a problem. We've seen student loans coming in and out of play in Nigeria since the seventies up until 2004, but it never, the repayment was the, 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 what I say the death to it. So I know that this criteria, they might seem to be a little uptight, but it would help repayment and recovery to be easier. However, someone who spoke about this, like I said, is the president of ASU, and he says, you know what? This should not be a loan. It should be a grant. He said it should be called a grant since it's coming from the Federation's account. And, you know, these people have access to it when they're graduating. We know that this loan is uh, repayment is to begin two years after completing uh, the National Youth Service Corps. So, uh, however, he feels like it is a risk. It is something that children, or rather citizens who are very poor, indigent students who are intelligent but have no money, they should be given a grant as opposed to a loan. But the loan is open to everyone who meets that requirement. But the president of ASU says, you know what? You should probably give it to people who are intelligent and are willing to go to school. He said that the loan is not sustainable. So he said, and I quote, the idea of student loan came in 1972. It was in a bank established. People took loans and never repaid it. You can go and investigate. In 1994, 1993, the military enacted Decree 50, Decree 50, I beg your pardon, which also set up a student loan board. The National Assembly domesticated it in 2004, and within a year, it went off. So I know you are well, uh, I know that you are, a lecturer, you've been in the academic profession for very long, and you've been very vocal about the education, the state of the educational sector in Nigeria. Who do you think means better? The president who's saying this loan is accessible to whoever meets the requirements, or the president of ASU, the Academic South Union of Universities, Professor Manuel Osodiku, who believes, you know what, Nigeria is rich enough, you don't have to give a loan, you can give grants. What are, what, what is your take on this, Mr. Nerdin?
0: Well, um, you know, there are some certain bills that are good bills,
1: hmm.
0: But uh, the way it's been handled in the country and the rush behind it. Why is a uh, former speaker, right, Honorable um Femi uh, Amila, why is he rushing? Why is he rushing to present it to the current president? Because you know you are going to be tips as the chief of staff or what? Oh, because it's mm-hmm. still going to be on your name even if it's been passed by this 10th assembly it's still going to be on your name because they, that particular bill until they finish the modality because they've not pushed it out until they finish the modality because all these ones are just stipends because there are some certain things that need to be looked into one the first one is what is the assurance that if a student gets that loan Two years after, we have some people, after the NYC, five years, they've not seen job. How will they pay the loan back? True. So this is one of the areas that they need to look at. Then another thing again is this. In Nigerians, they don't have the culture of repayments. Hmm. Go and see all those ones they've given, the, the money that different government has given. Are you going to send all of them to jail? (laughs) <laughs> Are you going to send all of them to jail? But the thing here is that what's the, and another thing again is this, it's a trap. We in the academic sector, we know what the government wants to do. Government will be charging tuition now. You will see, they will be charging tuition. There will mm. be increments mm. in tuition fees in federal in federal schools. Wow. They, they just want to give you one I will take two back. Hmm. So what is important here is this. They need to look at, okay, what of a situation in which any student after NYC, and they cannot pay within two years, let that person be a supporting staff, secondary school or primary school in his area. So, mm-hmm. and they will be, and they, they will look at the work he's doing and they'll be getting the payment from his services. What of that particular one? You understand now, what it yeah. means that we are going to have more teachers in our secondary school and primary school that is a graduate. Am that I is, communicating? Yeah, yeah, so, that's good. That particular good. Handbook, that is what they need to look at it holistically. Then, if you want to give loans to students, all these bottlenecks that you've created, uh, the income of the family must not less than five hundred thousand per annum. There are some people they don't even know, they don't even, they, they don't even know, they can't even calculate because of the nature of their parents what they do two guarantors, each must be a civil servant of grade 12. Why are you creating that kind of bottleneck? It's because we don't have good data system. If we have good data system with our name, it is easy to give any loan you want to give to the students. Then another thing again is that there are some certain students that don't need this particular loan. There are some people that don't need it. But one thing that is important there is that they need to sit down and look at this loan very well and give a subs landing, not sending people to jail is going to be the rock of create an avenue. If you cannot pay, you can use service to pay.
1: Mm.
0: You can use service to pay. So that okay. you will be able to know that then another thing again is this. With the current issue now, who says that two million nera will be enough to send a child from year one to year four to school? That student will remove the one of tuition fee. is going to remove uh, where it's going to live. It's going to feed within it. I know the student. You think two million is enough? Oh,
1: wow. All right. Um. Thank you so much, Mr. nurdin We have just four minutes left. Unfortunately, I would have loved for us to talk about what's currently going on with the governor of Ondo State, who, uh, according to reports, seems to be uh, passing through a phase. Uh, as a matter of fact from reports we're getting it has to do with his health and not positive news uh we might have to talk about that next friday and then i want us to talk about the appointments we saw the dismissal of service chiefs and if anything a lot of people are commending the incumbent president in terms of his choice of appointees it seems not to be based off of nepotism and tribal bigotry and everyone's grateful you know he indeed has hit the ground running now before we go sadly i know we can't take uh, a look at those topics however i promise next week friday we're going to add it to all of the other stories and headlines we'll be talking about in the meantime thank you mr Nuruddin. you're always formidable in your analysis it is always great having you i remember when i started the show with you i'm like can i keep up but hey, we're here now. <laughs> it was very hard. And I used to, let me just confess, I used to tell you like, you should be here. And he's like, no, you should be here. And I'm like, oh. it was so hard, but thank you. So I've never told you this. I literally went, uh, I, was, I was your mentee, if I can say that. Yeah, but it's always great having you here. Thank you so much for always making it a date with us. And I know other listeners who know how Formidable and intelligent you are, might want to keep up with you, you know, right after the show. So for those for those who are listening and want to get across to you, how can they possibly do so?
0: Well, I'm on Twitter, Nuru Action, and on Facebook, Nuru Adineko.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Nerdin. And I wish you a beautiful, wonderful weekend ahead. Thank you for this. Thank you. All right, goodbye. Thank you. Yes, sir. You're welcome. All right, this is The People's Perspective. Every Fridays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. We take a good look and, you know, we try to dissect different headlines, the major headlines throughout the course of the week. We do that, of course, unbiased and through the eyes of the people, you and I. If you're listening, of course, it is still your home of conversations. Lagos Talks 91.3. The conversation never ends, and that's why you should follow us across all social media platforms, our handle is LagosTalks 913 Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well so you can also catch up on all of the visual content. Great, amazing content we have. It is your home of conversation, information, and entertainment. Can it get better? I doubt. Keep it locked to 913.
0: Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.